From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. Welcome back to another episode of The Stoop Sessions. Welcome, welcome. I'm Eric Hill. I'm Stephanie Greer. I'm Joel Kurz. And we're, we're back again with you guys. Mm-hmm. Can I just can I just say that my name is spelled K-U-R-Z? Not Kurtz. Not Kurtz. I, was, I was at a thing. Tell just, us. And I got my name tag. Tell me it didn't have a T in there. It had a T in there. So why do people do that? I, scru- I, I scrubbed the T out of it. <laughs> and you walked around with an awkward, misplaced, formatted name tag for yep. the whole week? Mm-hmm. That stresses me out a bit. Yeah, it's spelled like it sounds. So why? Because everyone that says your name says Kurtz, and I've never seen a T in there. Yeah, I was just talking to someone on the phone. All right, Mr. Kurtz. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. I've got to be con- no. I, you, I, I well, kind of actually, is. it is. Yeah. I have to. You be know content. what you need to do? Yep, grow in contentment, Mister Kurtz. <laughs> well, let me let our audience know. Yeah, just, please. Just something. What are we talking about? Yeah, a, a little story. Okay, okay. Right? walk so, us through it. For those of us who who don't know, I was a sneakerhead coming up. Not so much now. Sneakers mm-hmm. cost too much now, man. I just can't. can't kids did up. that to you. Kids, kids <laughs> and a wife. But back in the day. I used to love Air Jordans, mm. right? Uh, Nike Air Force Ones. Whatever the new tennis shoe was, like, I had it. And I was the only child, so, you know, I was able, my parents were able to, you know, get me all the latest things. So, um, like, I really enjoyed, like, sneakers. Mm-hmm. And I was always just wanting the next sneaker. So I would get the Jordans when they came out. And then over time, just like anything, it gets old. So you want the new, you know, the latest thing. Mm-hmm. So I would just be always just looking forward to like that next sneaker, whether it was the, the the Jordan, the Air Force One, or even like video games, whatever the next new thing was, that's what I wanted. And you got discontent with what you had. Of course. So you, so you want the Air Force Ones, you finally get the Air Force Ones, they're cool. Yeah. And at what point did the discontentment start question. to set yeah, in? When? when you started getting scuffs on them. And they, mm. like the crease, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. creases in them. It's like, so man, I like, need a new pair. That's like your first intense trip out. You get a half a scuff and you're like, I... Yeah, I, I, need, I need a new, yeah. new pair. Yeah. Or seeing somebody else. Yeah. Mm. Like somebody else had Comparison. a pair. So uh-huh. real quick. So a friend of mine, elementary school. He oh, this goes, to, this goes back. No, this goes back. All right, we're here. And I remember this like it was yesterday. So he had a pair of Jordans. He would get the Jordans and like the new Hirachis like a year or two before they would even like come into the stores. Mm. Hirachis? Mm. Yeah, they're Nikes. Oh. Nikes. They're not a player. Kevin know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not players. No, they're not players. Yo, okay. They're Nikes. Thank you. But his uncle like used to work with Nike or something like that. Jeez. And I remember he had like the, the, the latest shoe like a year or two before they actually hit the stores. Mm. I used to be like, man, I need those. Need. Need them. I need them. And then when you got them, they got a crease. If you got, got them. Scuff. Right, if I got them. Yeah. But most of the times I did. You, okay, so you yeah. need and got. Yep. I have a pair of Air Force Ones right now. White and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was uh, standing a certain way, mm-hmm. and my shoe was bent. And someone in our church, loving, you know, brother, yeah, member, 
came up and was like, hey, bro, you're putting creases in your shoes. That's right. <laughs> I said, oh, thanks. That's right. Just loving, They're too. already creased, though. Felt man. like it's, it's, an Ephesians yeah. moment of looking out for his brother. Hey, unfold those feet. That's right. So this leads us to a question. Yeah. Yeah. So is... Is contentment even possible in this mm-hmm. life? It's like from our earliest memories, yeah. we haven't been content. And yeah. so maybe it's not shoes. Maybe it's not, what else did you say? You said other uh, things. Video games. Video games. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But what are we not content with? Yeah. And why, maybe another question is, why is discontentment so problematic? Like it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, material things. Yeah. It could be... Maybe like, you know, your job yeah. or ministry. Yeah. yeah. Your place in life, your family yep. settings, where you live. Yep. I, I remember thinking um, oftentimes it's, it's interesting how discontentment, you're discontent about something that was your very, uh, that, that, that was your goal at one point. You said, if mm-hmm. I could just get this, yep. then I would mm-hmm. have what I needed. Mm-hmm. And then you get it, and you're like, well, yep. no, 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 it's not what I thought right. it would be. What I meant is if I could just have this, then I yep. really will. No, seriously, I really will have yeah. everything I need. Exactly. I, you know, I think about that with even housing, you know. Um, well, all I really need is an apartment <laughs> that I can just put my stuff in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now the talk is, well, you know, all I really need is a house because a house would really bring me to a place um, yeah. of being settled, you know. Mm-hmm. No one sees me. I feel overlooked. If exactly. I really had just a person giving me attention mm-hmm. um, romantically, yeah. then I would have everything I need. And it's so interesting how we play these like deceptive games with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think we genuinely think these things actually will give us what we need. So that's why yeah. the question you ask is good. Like, is it even possible to truly be content in this life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like when I was younger and like right before you know. Graduated, probably graduated high school and, you know, was just thinking about like work and jobs that I would, you know, go on to have or whatever. Always just thinking like, man, if I could make $30,000, that, that'll be it. Mm-hmm. And then you end up getting a job making $30,000, just like, no, this is not it. Like, like I, need, I need more. $40,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think there's two things at play. One is, I think, is, I think is a lust for more. Mm-hmm. We always want more. And then the other thing is just straight up idolatry. Yep. Uh, in all these different categories, too. So I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine, and he was talking about, um, uh, he was talking about faithfulness in his marriage and uh, contentment with what the Lord has given him, yep. with, you know, sex life and marriage yep. and family and kids and just everything. And, and we were talking about how even with relationships, you know, you're not married, say, you see somebody that you're attracted to yep. and you think, man, if I could just marry her, yep. mm-hmm. I would be satisfied. Like yep. there would be nobody else that would ever catch my eye. I would yep. be satisfied for life. Yeah. And yep. you actually believe that, yeah. you know, like you really yep. feel like I don't, I don't even need a good job. I just need her. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I mean? And yep. then you get married you and give it six months, six days. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even before you get married right. and you just like oh, man I'm struggling with contentment I think uh, comparison and contentment probably go hand in hand you, know, you don't know you don't have something until someone comes along with exactly. something you think you need and then yep. you start thinking God has held out on me that I don't have this ministry this co-worker this uh, success um, this faithfulness of blank, you know. So I, I do think comparison is oftentimes creeping 
um, right behind con- con- discontentment. Yeah. And with comparison, could be an idolatry too. Yeah. And idolatry of self, but in kind of a strange way. Mm-hmm. Our idolatry of self can also some ways be, in some ways be a hatred of self. Like what is connected to me is not good enough, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And so I, uh, I think that you, people experience this when they're shopping and they see a T-shirt uh, for sale and it mm-hmm. reminds them of like some image that they're going for. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, I like that T-shirt. I want to be identified with that image yeah. because yeah. I really don't like my image. Right. And so I buy that T-shirt and I put it on and I feel like amazing at first with this new T-shirt and I feel like I identify with this new image. But pretty soon that T-shirt actually becomes me. Yeah. And that's just my shirt. And that it's got too much of me on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah, so almost good. like I've contaminated the shirt. Now I yeah. need something new. It's like idolatry of it's, self, but also yeah. a hatred of self. Yeah. A discontentment with self. Which makes me think, you know, there's a lot of spectrums that you can hit on. Like, self-esteem is the answer. I don't think <laughs> that's the answer. But here's something I think we miss out on is the actual formation of the person when God actually says them, say, this is before they're even saved, just being yeah. made in God's image and yep. then recognizing the different parts of the fall and how fall has affected different parts of you, but even being discontent with ways that you're wired, you know, it's just yeah. not a mm-hmm. strength. Yeah. Okay, God knows that, mm-hmm. moving on. But I think when you talk about hatred of self, I think that that is ultimately rooted in us not viewing ourselves how God has viewed us. And yeah. then for those who are redeemed, specifically not viewing themselves how God sees them. It's almost like a, we spend so much time trying to convince God that things are not what mm-hmm. he has said that they are. So that that's that. Give me another shirt. Yeah. Um, I think I want to be this person today. And I think we find that in ministry, especially when you see yeah. your weaknesses um, displayed, which is how God often works successfully. Mm-hmm. And you see someone come alongside who could compliment you, mm-hmm. yeah. but you won't allow that to happen because there's bitterness and discontentment because you hate yourself because you're not seeing yourself the way that God mm, sees yourself. Yeah. Discontentment in, in ministry as well. Yeah. So let's just, you know, some of our listeners are in tough environments. They're uh, trying to display the glory of God through the church in low-income places, in inner-city contexts, uh, in places that are just not that yeah. sexy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there can be a discontentment that comes with that. Yeah. Um, there is a discontentment of how much fruit we have, yeah. how how many people we have, how much money we have, uh, a feeling of then inferiority mm-hmm. because our ministry is not as big as another ministry in don't, a different don't context. Don't forget building space. A, we don't Lord. have a nice building. <laughs> Hear us, <space>. Lord. Petitioning <laughs> um, Jesus. And just and and then it's just a dissatisfaction, you know. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, a little piece of testimony here. When I was not a church planter, I remember as a young dude in my twenties thinking, "Man, if I could just have my own little church in the hood, right, in the city, mm. like that was what yeah. I wanted." And right. I thought, "I don't care, you know, what we have, how little we right. have, how big, you know, if I could just do that kind of work, I'd be satisfied for the rest of my life." And then I get to that, and I'm like, I feel the same way. Mm. And I, and I still feel discontent more, bigger, you know. Now, we want a building. Are we discontent in wanting a building? Right. You know, we, we, maybe, yes, and, you know, we, we've got to, we have to work through the why we want something. Yeah. And I've been dealing with that for, ever since I've been here for 12 years. Yeah. Just dealing with, it's not that growth building is bad. Right. Yep. But are we placing our hope in that to where we, if we get this, 
then we're going to be okay. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you bring up the fact that it's that constant struggle towards being content. Yeah. And part of that needs to be an acknowledgement of what we're being discontent with. And so content, contentment too is not just simply satisfaction with the way things are. I think yeah. we can actually be dissatisfied in a holy way. Like I am dissatisfied with the fact that I'm going to be doing a funeral for a teenager this week right. who was mm. murdered. Yeah. I'm dissatisfied with the fact that uh, somebody went for a gun on me about three weeks ago. Did I tell you this? No. You didn't tell That's us a story. That. Yeah. I'm dissatisfied with that. I'm dissatisfied I'm like, with- can we take with a the, break and catch up? Because what? Know, that'll be another story for another okay. day. Yeah. Uh, I'm dissatisfied with the fact that uh, we are limited in how many people that we can reach because of a lack of resources. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's, I think dissatisfaction is not the same as discontentment. Yeah. yeah. But can we resign our dissatisfactions over to God and say, I'm going to trust him and be content in, even in my desire to see more? I think so. I'll make it personal. Um, I think, you know, me being an elder um, and just, you know, like God has gifted us in like different ways. And sometimes like you can, like I can, well, I'll just, I'll talk about myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like I can be discontented with how God has like blessed me, like the gifts and the talents that he's given me. Sometimes you see that in somebody else and it's like, man, like it's feel like they much much further than I am. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be, you know, discontented. My friend Trell Ross, whose church plant we support. Friend of the Pion- program. Pioneer mm-hmm. Church, Rock Hill, South Carolina. That guy is smart and good with his words. And, and young. Mature. <laughs> yeah, and I'm talking to him, and I'm like, how old is your dad, man? He's 46. I'm like, I'm, I'm 40. And I'm like, huh? So I'm actually yeah. like peers with your dad? And then I'm all of a sudden discontent with the fact that when I was 25, yep. I was not where he, wow. you know, I didn't have the training and I immediately felt this dissatisfaction yeah. with my own life. <laughs> yeah. Back to you. Yeah. No, so I mean, I think we all probably, you know, have been there where you just be, you know, you're dissatisfied with the gifts that God has given you because you see different gifts in somebody else, gifts that you desire. Yeah. So, yeah. We can all fall into that. Yeah. Why can't I preach like Elder E.J. Hill? No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I've never Why can't that. I counsel people like Stephanie LaFerriere Greer? Right. <laughs> also, don't do that. Right. That might be false humility. Let me, I, I, I recently was sitting under the preaching of Bobby Scott, mm. who is Stephanie Greer's former pastor yeah. at Community right. Faith Bible Church. And stand up Southgate. Yep. And I was listening <laughs> to him and I was like, I, this guy is a far better preacher than I am. Yeah. What a shame for Stephanie that she is now with me. <laughs> Never thought that once, first of all. Again, dealing yeah. with this. Yeah. yeah. It's discon- so interesting. It's a, yeah. it's a focus on self. It's a focus yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. That and um, I think uh, like, I think it's tied to like just being ungrateful. For who you are, how God has wired you, yep, your voice, yep, your abilities, yeah, because God, like He gives gifts to to all men, to mm-hmm. all people. Mm-hmm. If He withholds certain gifts from this person, like He's well within His right yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. And and also where He's placed you, you know, yep. like um, in Baltimore or wherever 
you're at, whatever city you find yourself in, the grass is always going to be greener somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yep. It's always going to look better over there. And you're just going to be dissatisfied with the fact that you're where you're at. And I just think that we've got to remember that God has in his providence placed us here for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. You know, it could be like, well, I decided it. But why did you decide it? You, there's a, a whole bunch of reasons that if yeah. you trace it back, it's the Lord's doing in your life. Oh, for yeah. sure. And you're where you're at, for good or for bad. You know, maybe it was your decision or maybe it was a mistake. You're where you're at because of God's sovereignty. Yeah. True. And his providence, meaning his what he's doing in your life that is good. Yeah. Yeah. And beautiful. Yeah, you think um, Paul's talking about being content. Um, he brings up like in whatever situation. And I think oftentimes when we are struggling with discontentment, we are looking at every uh, every other situation with a skewed lens. Like we're just assuming we know um, the joys and the fulfillment of every experience that we're looking for. And the reality is we don't. It, it yeah. You know, I think something that can be hard for me sometimes as I've thought about fundraising is I'll look at a suburban church that places maybe a need on their social media and the next post within like eight hours is like, um, the Lord is kind and has met this need. And, you know, I mean, y'all know I'm a sinner, so oh, I don't even have to You just raised $10,000 yeah, in one hour? The problem is, yeah. <laughs> But it'll be for something that probably in my view, I've been petitioning to the Lord for a long time. God, we really want, we're praying for more laborers. Help us to raise money to have these laborers. And then someone will like, I don't know, start an issue for something that I probably think is arbitrary yeah. or not actually needed. And they're, they're aware that it's not actually needed. They're just asking God mm-hmm. right. and they get it. And like, ten, like the Lord came through, we have a overabundance. And I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. What? <laughs> We, God, we just want, I just want 40K for, uh, you know, so I, which is nothing to the Lord. So I think that that's where Mm -hmm. my discontentment can um, lie. When I disregard Mm that other people in various situations, and I don't know all of the details of that. And so I make my fulfillment contingent upon whatever I've dreamed about someone else's grass Mm -hmm. on the other side, you know. And also for pastors or church members, the desire for praise that is never met. You know, I've been doing this for this many years. Mm -hmm. I've been faithful. I've been serving. Yeah. And this other person who just literally started is the one that's getting the (laughs) celebration and the praise and the opportunity to get behind the mic. And here I've been. You know, this isn't just a pastor. This is a pastor problem. Pastors Mm -hmm. deal with this. Um, jealousy of other ministries, jealousy of other yeah. guys who all of a sudden get the accolades when you feel like you've been grinding out forever. Yeah. Uh, Saying but, the same stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> My bad. Um, but it's also, I've, I, as a pastor, I've discovered that this is a regular church member problem as well. Yeah. I've been so faithful mm-hmm. in this church and I've yeah. never been recognized. Yeah. And this person is. Yeah. And there's a discontentment there. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe there's a sense of right. Like, maybe you're right. Maybe you are overlooked. Yeah. But you're discontent with the fact that God and his sovereignty right. has allowed you to be overlooked. Yeah. Discontentment with even the pace, God's pace, um, and various members that God works in the way that God works. And it's not the way that I see. Yeah. And so my schedule pace for someone's sanctification right. um, is not what's required for their holiness. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Someone else's and, and even your own. So we, we've talked about uh, like the problem of, of discontentment. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? Paul, he says this in Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. He says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We have to remember that while Paul is writing this, mm-hmm. right, he's in a jail. Mm. Wow. Right, so he, he he's in a jail, mm-hmm. which we would say that's not a favorable circumstance. Mm-hmm. But if you it's not a favorable circumstance, <laughs> no. I like the way you put that. It's not. Um, this is not favorable. <laughs> right. It's just All not. The it's not a good situation. I to be today. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't choose to be in jail. Mm-mm. But um, like Paul, like he has like so much joy. You can just tell. Like if you read, if you've ever read through his letter to the Philippians, just like his tone throughout the letter like that's one of the main themes in his letter is just joy like how was he able to have joy in in the middle of being in jail and it's not that he denies his needs or his wants he recognizes that there are needs um, plenty is not a bad thing. He's actually pretty content with plenty. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. But he's also learned to be content with less. Yeah. Yep. Key fact, learn, right? I feel like what I hear you saying, um, Swole, is that contentment can be learned. Mm-hmm. Now that's, that's hard, though. It is. Because what, is what, is what does it mean? So it's not instant. Right. It can be pursued and learned, but like, yeah. is contentment actually possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, um, let me read you another quote just to kind of help us understand uh, the apostle's words. Christian contentment is that sweet, inward, quiet, gracious frame of spirit which freely submits to and delights in God's wise and fatherly disposal in every condition. Mm, I like that. God's wise and fatherly disposal in every, every condition. condition. And you submit to that. Yeah. God, God has given us this condition I'm not necessarily happy with it. That's right. There, it, it could be injustice even. Yep. It could be oppression. Mm. It's not to say that I'm never going to try to remedy my situation, but I'm content with the moment that God has given yeah. me. Yeah. Like we have to recognize that God is all-knowing. Yeah. That he is wise. Yeah. So even if we find ourselves in situations like Paul, being in jail, yeah. right, for the sake of the gospel, knowing that God is wise... That you know he's in control mm-hmm. of all things. Mm-hmm. That'll help us to be able to you know submit to submit. Yeah. To that. What are some other things that help us? Like what were some things? How that do we, we learn be, to be content? Yeah, real talk. I'm I'm asking. Teach for us to be others. content, Eric. I think self denial is one. Ah, you can't say that in this in this year. I just right. first of all, speaking as a millennial, we don't we don't like to deny ourselves what we think we can freely experience. We feel like oh, that's yeah. a form of oppression. Mm-hmm. Hey, so that, what? What? How, how? That's been a struggle since the beginning of the time. You better take Come me to now. Genesis three. <laughs> Nothing is new under the sun. Elder Swole it, says it's mm. really not. Well, Jesus says in Luke nine twenty three, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So Jesus agrees with you, Eric. Self denial. I think I agree with him. 
Amen. That's that's good. That's Amen. good. <laughs> that's a, I, I I repent of what I just said. Um, but it's, it's that's so that's so true though. Um, like we really have to deny ourselves. We mm-hmm. see that like that's that's the call. That's what Christ uh, calls us to. Yeah, and we see Christ not only as the victorious one in this mm-hmm. world, but he's first the suffering one. He is yeah. hanging on the cross. And the cross is where he's teaching his disciples about contentment. Christ calls us to humility. Mm-hmm. Right, to really kind of repent of that way of thinking. And yeah. actually deny yourself, pick up his cross, whatever yeah. that looks like for you, Yeah, and, and follow him. Yeah. And in that self-denial, we're really forgetting about ourselves. Tim Keller has this little book, The Freedom of Mm Self-Forgetfulness, which I think in some ways is all about contentment and self-denial, forgetting yourself. So somebody is getting the praise that you think maybe you should deserve, but you can actually forget that and, and freely enjoy and thank them for what they've done, what good they've done, or Mm. uh, maybe our church is struggling and suffering and we can freely forget in a sense, forget ourselves, deny ourselves and be so thankful for the ministry up the street that is booming. Exactly. Yep. And that is self-denial, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So uh, the red jewel of Christian contentment by Jeremiah Barrows, he says this um, on self-denial. He says, if you mean to be Christians at all, you must buckle to this or you can never be Christians. Just as no one can be a scholar unless he learns his ABC, so you must learn the lesson of self-denial or you mm. can never become a scholar in Christ's school and be learning the mystery mm. of contentment. So if we have not learned what it means to deny ourselves, then we'll never get to D of the contentment alphabet. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yes, the mystery of contentment. Amen. And it is, I, I do think it, it is a mystery in the sense that um, God would have you be in an inward disposition, whether or not you have everything you've ever needed worldly, in a worldly sense, and nothing of what you need in a worldly sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think what that's calling to is the reality that ultimately everything is, is vanity. Mm-hmm. Yep. But even in our needs is human flesh not Gnostics, right, in human right. flesh, that he, that he still says, I can meet you in that like secret inward That's place. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yep. good. And I want you to sit there. Yep. That's good. So second step to contentment. How to be content. Number one, self-denial. Yep. Number, Number two, two is realizing that all is vanity. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were the words of King Solomon, right? Mm. I think all of us are wired to think that, you know, as we can, you know, gain all of these different mm-hmm. possessions and, and things like that, that this will bring contentment. Yeah. Right. If I acquire this house mm-hmm. in Bolton Hill or up in near Sherwood Gardens, mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll be content. It's all fleeting. That's right. Because con- contentment is, doesn't have to do with the flesh as much as it has to do with the soul. And there is nothing that we can acquire in this world, whether it is a house or a job or a ministry or a person, a relationship that can satisfy our soul. Yeah. That's right. And so our soul is always going to be content, discontent with what this world gives us. One question or one distinction I think I need to make is I'm always the fringe distinctioner. 
if that's a word here. But what we're not saying contentment is, is don't work for another opportunity. Don't um, look for ways that God might be blessing you in other realms. Don't challenge yourselves. You know, it's, it doesn't, it's not laziness. Yeah. Um, is what we're asking for. Yeah. And so I do think there needs to be a distinction as I think about individuals that I work with, um, trying to encourage them to you know, use their talents and their gifts and yeah. work a legal job and all these other things. Um, sometimes there's this fake perception yep. of contentment with the streets. I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, this is where I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And so I think that that's, I think you talking about all things being vanity speaks to that point because what it says is no ultimately what you're looking to satisfy you is not going to come up because you're made for something greater and you're made for an eternal longing so i'm not calling you to laziness nor am i calling you to um sitting on your hands but i'm calling you for an inward disposition of how god being wise navigates the rest of your life so i do think that's a distinction because somebody could see that and be like oh yeah Yeah. cool then i am content i am content with the streets so i'm I'm glad you cleared that up because like so what we're not saying is that there's nothing wrong with you know like if you want to get married hey get married you you know success there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with i'm having a good career Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong uh, with social reform things like that there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with those things and eagerness for some of those things is Actually, a sign of godliness. Yeah, exactly. But if if we pursue those things and make those things the end goal, exactly, and you just gonna in the end, you just gonna be left with despair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's no different. Let's just use a simple analogy of marriage. If you are married and you are eager and desirous to improve your marriage and have a good marriage, that is a good godly thing. Yeah. That and you would actually be. I would question your morality Mm -hmm. if you did not desire that. At the same time, can we not be content in a bad marriage? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if your marriage is bad right now, Mm -hmm. you can actually still be content because your soul is not satisfied Mm -hmm. with having a good marriage. Yeah. Yeah. But your soul is satisfied through the work of Jesus Christ, his blood shed on the cross, what he has done for us. And his, yeah. And and, and that's where we find, you know, so so we have this rock that we have built our lives on Mm -hmm. and all other ground. Come on, somebody. Hey. Come on. I'm rocking back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) Self denial. All is vanity. Third point. Is we need just one thing. Not one. Just one. I know that's hard. I know that's hard to stomach, right? We think we need a lot of things. I just think about all the times I said I need today. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. What, what, what do you guys think that one thing is? I feel like we know the answer. All right. But do we functionally know do the we answer? Really know the we answer. formally know the answer. We're like we really? Westminster Catechism. Yeah. Enjoy God. Glorify Him. Right? But I, Well, I, all right. For the sake of for the sake let me say this. Let me say, say this. It. I'll say this. Before a person becomes a Christian, right? Before any of us came to Christ, yeah. we did not know what this one thing no. was. That's good. And there and might no be somebody there could yeah. be somebody listening to this podcast. Who really does not know what the one thing yeah. is? So, Eric, that one thing that we need is Jesus Christ. Come on, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, like we can we can have all of these things that our hearts desire, right? We can have the good marriage, we can have success, we can have praise of other people, all of that, big following on social media, mm-hmm. everything. But if you don't have the one thing that's needed for this life, 
and the life to come, yeah. which is Jesus, then mm-hmm. you have nothing. what do you really have? Yeah, Eric, yeah. you've been quoting from Burroughs. I got a Burroughs quote here from the same same book. Such a good book, and it's free if you type right. it in online. I mean, buy it, I guess, on Banner of Truth, but if you broke. Yeah, if someone wants to Google it. borrow mine, you can... I'll give it to you. What's it called again? If somebody wants to check it out. Red Jewel of Christian Contentment. He says this, Before the soul sought after this and that, but now it says, I see that it is not necessary for me to make my peace with God. It is not necessary that I should live a pleasurable life in this world, but it is absolutely necessary Mm. that I should have pardon from my sin. Mm. It is not necessary that I should have honor and preferment, but it is necessary that I should have God as my portion and have my part in Jesus Christ. It is necessary that my soul should be saved in the day of Jesus Christ. Wow. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. It It really puts uh, things into perspective. Yeah. And um, like even, so like even all, like in the good things that God has like given us, mm-hmm. those things really are just pointing us back mm-hmm. to the one that gave them to yeah. us. Yeah. We really have all we need. Yep. When we think about it. And God in his wisdom has has gone before us in making sure that we would have all that we need, which mm-hmm. is yeah. him, his very self. So yeah. if if you have abundance in life, you've got income, you've got a good church, you've got a growing church, you've got a good ministry, you've got nice clothes, comfortable living, whatever it is, praise God for abundance. We should never be like anti-abundance, you know? Glorify God in that. Glorify God in it. It's good gifts from him. Thank him for it. But make no mistake about it, that while those things can be good, they are never going to satisfy the soul. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, let's pray that God would actually not give us those things yeah. until our souls are content oh, in yeah. Jesus Christ. That's good. That's good. Because otherwise, we're just on an endless spiral. Yep. Yeah. Chasing and the wind. Chasing the wind. And this is why in Hollywood, people are suicidal yep. and on drugs yeah. because they have achieved everything this world can give yeah. them and they're still discontent. Yeah. They get you, to the top and they're not at the yeah. top. So you remember uh, Kevin Durant's quote when... Um, Right after he finally won a championship with the Golden State Warriors. Because, mm-hmm. you know, for years, just came a, up short. Just won a chip. Give he me, won give the me championship, a and he said, like, this it? Like, he that was just vapor like, of yeah, disappointment. Yeah, it was just like it just went by yeah. so fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what he, you know, spent most of his career just, like, chasing that. Yeah. He finally got it, and it was just like, man. Interesting. Yeah. Do you remember Isaiah Thomas when he won his championship, and he's Christmas. holding the ball, and he's saying, this is what heaven must be like. Do you remember that, that Isaiah clip? Thomas, yeah. Isaiah yep. Thomas, yep. back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is what heaven must be like. I remember as a kid watching yeah. that, and I remember thinking, I, for some reason, it was just like this, this haunting thought in my mind as a, yeah. as a child. How does Isaiah feel the next day he wakes up? Oh, right. yeah. yep. Is this really what heaven must right. be like? To have a ring, to win the championship? Yeah. It doesn't satisfy. Mm. I wish we could get Isaiah on the show. We should. Yeah. And yeah. Ask I mean, we're him. still oh. trying to get Muggsy Bose. I know. I finally Dugsy learned how Woes. to say his name. Muggsy. Bose. Bose. Oh, come on. Bogues. We've hey, been at. There Jeremiah you go. Burroughs. Muggsy Bogues. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got if scared. If he can say Jeremiah Burroughs, you can say Muggsy Bogues. I can Bogues. say Muggsy Bogues. 
I can do this. Isaiah but, Thomas, if you are listening yeah. to this uh, podcast, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, we are know you, that we're that yeah. popular. Are you still content? Yeah, we want We want to tell you about the food that is needful for you. That's right. If you don't know already. Yeah. Did it taste like Frankie heaven? Does. Heaven is so much better than that. Man. Oh, yeah. It's so much better than and anything this world here. can give us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So if you're listening, while things may not be favorable for you, as they were not favorable for Paul no. sitting in a jail cell. That's right. Remember that true contentment comes from God, not things, not stuff. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives.